the grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. Today is a special edition of The Grid, as for the first time, we have a Kingdom Patriot guest who gives us a first-hand account of his story and challenges with the vaccine mandates. But first, a word from our sponsor. Sandcastles Cottages is a family-owned property of nine cottages nestled in southwest Michigan, just one mile from Lake Michigan Beach Access. Located between St. Joseph and South Haven, Michigan, Sandcastles Cottages is the perfect short-term or long-term retreat to rejuvenate, refresh, and recharge. You have the comfort in knowing this family has a love for God and for country and is the epitome of American small business success. Go to sandcastlescottages.com or call 269-769-8288 to book your stay. Again, that's 269-769-8288 or go to sandcastlescottages.com. All right, today we have with us Brandon McCartney, founder and owner of Effinum Painting in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Well, we have you on here today because Brandon is a fellow Kingdom Patriot. He has a love of God and loves of country, and he owns a very successful residential commercial painting business in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and has recently come into a situation that was very challenging based on uh, the vaccines and the way people feel about vaccines. Brandon, can you tell us a little bit about that interaction with a customer? So we had a customer that we're going to be starting a job for um, this Friday. So I went to do an estimate and, um, as you can probably tell from my voice, it's a little raspy right now. I have some allergy that affects my vocal cords. So I feel incumbent upon myself to always tell the potential customer that I'm not sick because when they hear my voice with the current status of the way our world is right now, everyone, everyone gets paranoid that you've got COVID. So I walked up to the front door, greeted the gentleman's uh, dog first, and I was petting the dog and I I just said to him, I said, hey, I just wanted to let you know I'm not not sick. I don't have COVID. I've been tested, but it's just an allergy. It's affected my vocal cords. And you could tell right away he visibly was annoyed. He took a couple steps back and was staring up at the sky, shaking his head. And then he says, I can't believe that I'm still dealing with this. He goes, and I kind of jokingly and um, sort of like in good humor, I just said, oh, are we talking about the virus that has a 99.998 recovery rate? And I think that really set him off. So from there, he said, I, I'm a physician and I work in a elderly folks home and I see people dying from this all the time. And I said, well, my guess is that the majority of those are comorbidity, that they have some other ailment coming on. Because I know statistically, you know, even from where you probably draw your sources and and through this whole conversation, he would cut me off. He's like, you know, I don't want to hear this from you and that type of thing. And so finally, I stepped back and I said, sir, I can tell that you are visibly angry and you have this animus towards me. And I said, we don't even know each other. I'm not quite sure why there has to be so much hatred to people who don't get the vaccination or I should say the COVID shot is what I said. And why we can't have a gentleman's conversation about without getting into hatred and stuff. And he's like, well, are you going to at least wear a mask to come into my house? And I said, hey, absolutely. If you're inviting me into your home and that's what you would like, then I'll, I'll honor that and wear a mask. I said, but I refuse to get this shot because it obviously does not work. 
And he said, well, how can you say that? And I said, well, Colin Powell is a perfect example, and he's one of many of a fully quote-unquote vaccinated individual who still died from COVID. And he said a couple things, and I said a couple things back, and he says, you know, I don't, I don't want to have any more of this. He goes, and I said, well, listen, if you want to talk about it, I'm happy to talk about it all day long, but I just came here for an estimate. He said, you know what, you don't even need to come and do an estimate. And so this is what's the funny part. He came towards me, and he went to shake my hand, and right at the last minute, I think he recognized that that probably wasn't the right thing to do, social distancing and shaking hands and that type of thing. So he puts out his elbow, and that was the end of the conversation. So we're still going to do the original job, but the second one, they told us to not come back, and I was not going to change his mind, and, and I'm killing people you know, by virtue of me not getting a shot and that type of thing. So very interesting. That's an interesting story. So my question was this. I tend to believe that hatred and anger is a secondary emotion, not a primary emotion, that it's usually a result of something else. And you obviously felt that from this potential customer. What do you think is driving that? The media has really instigated a lot of this, but the primary tool that they're using, and and you really confirmed it even with your neighbor when you said he took a step back, is fear. Is that what you're sensing is the number one tool that the media is using to drive this narrative? Absolutely. I mean, if you consider that in one month, I did 300 estimates. And typically in in years past, it'd be a handshake, and Chris, it is so painful to be in these situations where it's so awkward greeting. You know that you're both thinking, hey, we would typically shake each other's hands, but we can't touch each other. And then even when I'm talking in it, you can almost feel the comfort level in the room change that they become comfortable with you. And then they'll, in some cases, you're kind of in narrow spaces and you're walking together looking at what they want to accomplish in painting. And then all of a sudden it hits them, hey, I shouldn't be standing this close to the guy. And then while I'm talking, they take two steps back. And I want to say, come on, this is silly. If you were going to get it, you would have got it two steps ago when we were like right next to each other. It's fear. It is so fear driven. And it's totally changed the way we operate, even just the nuances in communication. It's very hard to be in my role right now with estimating and sales because of that. Yeah, that makes sense. You probably haven't listened to one of my first podcasts, but I really touch on this issue because, and I think you hit on it, is give me the facts, not fiction. Give me the facts. Let me make a decision. And I think think Christians and conservatives have really bought into this lie of let's battle science with science instead of let's battle with freedom, constitutionality, and biblical values. And so what happens is the science really is, I, I think, is almost impossible because if, I, if I'm if i on the other side of the aisle from you and I'm arguing with you, I don't believe your science. I believe my science. And you don't believe mine. You only believe yours. It's always right. the truth of science is always in the eye of the beholder. So I really feel like the argument, which is really challenging for me, is, is not that. The argument is it doesn't really matter what the science says. Now, if we're having a conversation with a disease that has a transmission and infection rate that's five times what COVID is and a mortality rate that's 40 or 50% and the human existence is at stake, well, maybe we're having a different discussion. But that's not this day. That's not this time. That's not this pandemic. So give me the facts. Let me make the decision because I'm going to make my decision based on the founding beliefs of our country. And I'm willing to take that risk. And if the vaccine's working as, as you purport that it does, then I pose no risk to you anyway. So I'm not right, sure, exactly. but the problem is, is that it's so fear driven and I just feel like we can't get into this argument of science and science. It's, it's a matter of, and I could go on and on. I mean, it, this could be an argument about gun control as right. well, that even if you could produce reliable data that shows elimination of every farm in our country 
would save lives, I would still tell you that the cost to eliminate firearms in our country is too high. That that cost right. is too high because right. the ability to own firearms was not meant to really just protect us from a criminal. It was meant to protect the people from the government. Right. And therefore, the bar should yeah. be very, very high. And the truth is, if you go back to it, and again, we could, we could dialogue about this quite a bit, it obviously doesn't work. And so even the second customer I went to said, and she acknowledges it finally, she's like, well, but it helps with the symptoms. So now it came to let's mandate it. Everyone has to get it. And if you don't, you're a despicable person. But then they have what they call quote unquote breakthrough cases. And now they have booster shots. So this one woman in particular actually had COVID, her and her entire family. Then they went and got the COVID shot, which the CDC recommends against. And she did it anyway. So, you know, when you look at the people that are dying, like in Lancaster County, for example, Almost 45% of the people that died here recently of COVID were quote unquote fully vaccinated. Wow. And you know, I've heard other people too. This is like basic epidemiology and virology is that if you could mass vaccinate everybody simultaneously, you might have a fighting chance. This trickle effect of immunization, because it then morphs into different variants. The original variant of the COVID is long gone. And now we're into Delta and there's probably other ones that we're not aware of, but the media tells us what we need to know, basically. And so they're putting in a shot that's targeting the first spike protein, which has long since been gone. Does that make sense? It totally does. And so, you know, the UK just came out with a report here recently, maybe you probably saw it, Chris, where they have found that 70% of the people that got vaccinated are losing their immunity 5% every week. I don't know if you saw that report. It was the largest largest uh, study done uh, post-vaccination. So to me, it's, you know, again, if we step back, all this was done under the EAU, the Emergency Authorization. You can't say unequivocally that these things are safe and effective because there's no research on it. There's no research. Now, we're, we're the biggest guinea pig in the whole entire planet. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about freedom, freedom to choose based on the facts. What are the facts? Well, the facts are this, that numbers have been inflated. There's been fear mongering. And how can you base anything when the media does not give you accurate numbers? And it conflicts with the CDC. And then it's one mask and two masks and three masks. And it's, it's just, it becomes a trust issue. And then people just say, well, I'm just going to do it because of fear, going right back to fear. Because, you know, some people have made it even more nefarious, Chris. Like, you could be a transmitter and be asymptomatic. You know, all of a sudden that opens that up to a whole nother category that everybody could be infected. And so therefore that just pervades more fear. So you know what we should do? I better go get it because I don't even know who has it. They could be asymptomatic and I could be touch something and they're going to get it. And I mean, it's just so nefarious. It is. And it goes back to it's creating that fear. And I think, you know, the, the if you're operating from fear, making your decisions from fear, then you're clearly not operating from a position of faith. And yep. I, I, I believe it's in Hebrews and maybe, maybe it's somewhere else, but it says that anything that's not from faith is sin. Right. And I, I think that's a real challenge for us because I see so many Christians making decisions based on fear. And some of it's not right. fear of the vaccine. Some of it's fear of the government. Some people are making decisions to get the vaccine based on fear of the disease. Some are not getting the vaccine because they're basing it on fear of the vaccine. Equally, fear driving the equation. And right. I just don't think right. that's where, I don't think that is the heart of where God wants us to live. I agree. I totally agree. And, you know, I hear Joe Biden and Democrats say, oh, it's not about your freedom. And we could peel that back like an onion. So, for example, Chris, if you're afraid 
to go out in public and eat in a restaurant because of COVID, then you know what? Then don't do it. But if I live in faith, and that's stupidity, right? And But I, I choose to go into an environment where I know that it opens myself up or makes me susceptible, then it's my own fault, right? That is called freedom. We have the freedom to choose. If you want to live in a cave, and if you want to wear a mask, and if you want to get the shot, be my guest. You have the freedom to do that. I also have the freedom to choose to go to the gym, to not wear a mask, and that type of thing. And, and so here's the irony of the whole thing. The very argument that they're using for us to get the shot is a self-defeating argument. Okay, so take, you know, for example, the University of Minnesota, 100% quote-unquote vaccinated the entire campus. In order to go to college, or you had to be vaccinated. It's 100% mandatory wear a mask. Does that make any sense? I thought the whole purpose of getting vaccination was that you wouldn't be a super spreader and that you would, you know, you're the old view of vaccination means once you got it, you would never get it again. I mean, that's, we grew up believing that polio, mumps, measles, rubella. Now it's not the case. And I think the CDC and Dr. Fauci know that, that this is a not effective COVID shot, meaning that you can still get it. And then all that it comes down to is it's equivalent of the flu shot. And it's interesting that people call it the flu vaccine. There's no flu vaccine. It's a flu shot. What's interesting is though reports have shown that people who get the flu shot are seven times more likely to get the flu. People who get the COVID shot, you know, are more likely to get COVID. And people who have natural immunity, the largest study in the entire world of 2.5 million people, says that we're 27 times more likely to be immune and for longer periods of time. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. There just seems to be something very dark behind this drive to mandate everybody. It's almost like greasing the skids for something else. Like Chris, you said, they've got controller or mandating that you can only drive these kind of cars and do this and that. It's taking control away from the American people. Well, I don't want to digress too much, but I will tell you that one of my partners has long believed that as we see the end times and see that control increase, that it would not come through government, it would come through commerce. And I never quite understood what he said until what we've seen is if you just follow the chain of events is that we've got this disease, let's all panic, let's create fear. And then when the facts start to come out and people say, no, I think my freedom is more important than hunkering down in my home for six months and I want to make a, a freedom choice, then then the media goes uh, starts uh, just purporting how how unloving that is and how you're putting everyone else at risk. But when data comes out to show that that's not the case, now that's labeled as misinformation and it's being clamped down by big tech, which is commerce, but they're really doing the bidding of the federal government. So it's just interesting that I always thought that as we as we headed towards the end times and we saw these restrictions and persecutions begin, that it would come solely from the government. And what we're seeing now is large companies, powerful companies, liberal companies, are really operating as a de facto agent of the government. And the persecution is actually coming through them more than the government right now. Very interesting. I'm sure you've heard the quote, Chris. Was it George Washington? Those who sacrifice freedom for safety, I think is what he said, deserves neither. And I always add one more and end up with neither. Yeah, end up with neither. That's pretty good. Listen, uh, to be fair, I can understand the alternative view saying, well, it's not about your freedom. Because in their mind, and if I can go even as far to say in the people who don't have God written on their heart or like a real live relationship with Jesus Christ, they live according to a worldly view. So, of course, I can understand their view as well. Hey, if this is killing everybody, 
Like, it's not about your freedom. Do what's right so you're not killing other people and spreading it. And I can understand why their worldview is that way. You know, I mean, I don't agree with it, but I can understand it. But again, it's it's really incredible, Chris. We live in an age now where things are so upside down. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. A man is not a man. A woman's not a woman. And so why wouldn't they attempt to say, you know what? Here's the fact. 99% of the people recover from it. But we're going to make you believe that 100% of the people die if they get it. If you want to use science or even fact, it just goes against that. But they're pretty successful using fear as the uh, tool to get people to buy into this. Fear is and, a powerful uh, emotion. It is, especially when you're dealing with people's lives. And and then successfully, you know, when I worked at the nonprofit, we often would talk about how the liberal and the left paved new ground in media making it more emotional. So if you can make an emotional attachment to almost anything, you'll you'll drive Americans to vote accordingly. And so even if it's totally against fact and common sense, they'll vote based on emotion instead of on fact or policy. And they've been groomed to do that. It's like we've been inoculated. That wasn't a faux pas, not, was it? Sorry, go ahead. I said that wasn't a faux pas. <laughs> inoculated. We've been inoculated right. with the... Uh... Right, right. Yeah, I know that you've got a lot to do. I appreciate the time today. Uh, the last comment I would make is just, yeah, when people's lives are at stake and they feel like that your choice is putting their life at risk, that um, it can be an emotionally charged argument. What's really sad to me is that people believe that knowing, or maybe they don't know, that the recovery rate is 99%, but that the majority of liberal Americans don't feel that way with abortion where the mortality rate is actually greater than 100% when you take into account the life of the mother and twins and so forth. And yet no one seems to think that that's intruding, that that choice is intruding on the life of another human being. But that's probably a whole nother discussion. I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us today to share a little bit about your experience. Ladies and gentlemen, again, that's Brandon McCartney, owner of F&M Painting Company, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, is our special guest today on The Grid. I'm sure this scenario has played out thousands of times across our country as fear has overtaken rational thought. This is why we are here. Because to truly impact politics, we must live out our faith. As businesses are threatened by the woke crowd or media-driven fear, we will challenge all of our fellow Kingdom Patriots to do commerce together so that every member will feel real, tangible support. That's all the time we have today. Thank you for joining this special edition of The Grid to hear Brandon's story. And thanks again to our sponsor, Sandcastles Cottages. Visit sandcastlescottages.com or call 269-769-8288 to book your stay for short-term or long-term retreats. Don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated, your input is valued, and your voice is needed. I'm Chris Coleman. And I am a Kingdom Patriot. Oh,